0: Mm-hmm. You read the Bible, for Talking to me? I'm a Puss.
1: Keep up. Wait, wait, let me let me explain something to you. Uh, I am not Mr. Lebowski. You're Mr. Lebowski. I'm the dude.
2: I don't know how to put this,
0: but I'm kind of a big deal. Well, then. So what you want? Jesus freak, I got a bad feeling about this. King Kong ain't got shit on me! Do I really look like a guy with a plan? Each and every man under my command owes me one of hundred natural scouts. Let's not see eh? Oh, wow. Thank you for that.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Film and Loathing podcast for Wednesday, June 26, 2019. This is episode number 33. And Chris, stop. What are you doing? Put your clothes back on.
0: Oh, shit. I just got so scared for a second. I was like, fuck, am I fucking up this audio?
1: Chris, God, Jesus Christ. Well, this is episode number 33.
0: Free the nipple! Uh,
1: coming up today, we've got a review of the new rebooted Child's Play. We'll also be talking about some other things that we watched this week and whatever hijinks comes up along the way. How you guys doing? Good. Good.
0: I'm okay. Lay the smackdown on us, Zach.
1: So before we started recording here, Zach started telling us about his new gig at Harvest Moon. So why don't you go ahead and open it up for Mikey now to listen as well.
2: I am full-time deli boy. So what's your what
1: are your hours like now? I don't know. I'm in training. Oh, did you make some sweet sandwiches today and yesterday? I not
2: any sandwiches.
1: What'd you do? What did you do?
2: So like the way their training process works is like I don't really know, but it, so it's like you're supposed to be like two days on the register, two days making sandwiches, two days on the cut section. <laughs> So I've done the two days on the cut section, which is like you're heating them up on the press and then cutting them, wrapping them, make sure they get to the right people. So that's all I've done is cut and wrap sandwiches. That's important, though. How's it feel? Feels great.
0: Yeah, does it feel like uh, that time at Gambino's has really made cutting sandwiches part of your blood, part of your being?
1: It's easier. It's better is it better than retrieving a muffler from the warehouse? It is.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so then you start cashiering tomorrow Manana.
2: I don't know. I'm hoping I make sandwiches tomorrow because like I don't I feel like once you make them it's easier to identify them when you pull them off the press.
1: Sure. You
2: okay. could be like, oh that is like, right now I've basically just been trying to identify them by bread. Where it's like, I know that it is rye. Okay, what sandwiches that are up are on rye? Okay, it might you, be
1: that one. Can't you get any sandwich on any type of bread you want?
2: Sure, but the tickets printed will have the specific type of bread.
1: Mm, okay. Mm,
0: yeah. What uh, What is your um, perks? Free sandwiches, uh, you get a certain percentage off. What are we talking? Family-friend br- discount, huh?
2: You get $5 off if you wanted like, a full sandwich for yourself. And it's every shift you can like have unlimited drinks from the fountain. okay, and you get a free half sandwich.
1: okay. So yeah. who do you get the other half to? No one, you just make a half <laughs> sandwich.
0: <laughs> I don't know
1: how to I don't know how
0: that works. you get to press it?
2: Yeah, well, actually I don't think you're technically allowed to make it. Uh, so I don't know, I thinking. haven't got one.
1: See if, wait, but isn't this, so a sandwich is like seven bucks?
2: Mm, like nine fifty.
1: So, okay, so you get a sandwich for five bucks, essentially? Is that when you're not it's working? Deal. Like, like when you're not working, you can just walk in and get a sandwich for five bucks? Yeah.
0: Well, as Guy, Guy, Guy Fieri would put it, those are some gangster-ass sandwiches.
1: Would Guy Fieri say that? Does he use the word Gangster.
0: Yeah, he, was, he uses the word gangster. You got to watch Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, man. Get into it.
1: I guess I got to watch it more. I've, no watched, ever. I've watched it like zero times.
0: Whenever something is like super saucy and it tastes really good, he'll go, that's straight up gangster. <laughs> Whenever something is punching with a lot of flavor, where are you going? You're going to Flavor Yeah. <laughs>
1: I've only ever seen diners, drive-ins, and dives. Like when I'm at a diner, and it's just playing. Is it
2: the diner that's in the show? Do they just they just take put that episode and put it on loop.
1: <laughs> I don't think I've I've only been to two diners in my life where they was featured on the show. One was in Worcester, Massachusetts, and the other was out here in Colorado.
0: How many diners have you been to in your life?
1: A, hand, a handful. A handful.
0: Like a good handful, or like, you know, like a handful as in five.
1: A lot of diners.
0: A lot of diners.
1: Rachel and I really like. Rachel and I are big like breakfast brunch people. So like instead of going out to dinners and stuff, we we, we would go out to breakfast a lot. That's. So crap. like since so since we've been dating, I've, we've just been to a ton of different diners and breakfast spots. Have you been to Nikki's? I have been to Nikki's, yes. Not with Rachel, but I've been there before. Mm. That's a good one.
0: I like diners, dude. Brunch, brunch is one of the, is the most underrated meal of the day.
1: It's really popular in Boulder, believe it or not.
0: Actually, really? I don't
1: think it's that hard I, to believe.
0: I, I believe that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: brunch is really popular.
0: Brunch is delicious. It's the best. Benedict fruit salad. Oh.
1: There's a place out here where you can get like dollar mimosas, um, with like a pretty good salmon Benedict. Then I know another spot where you can get some good Creole food. Another spot where you can get...
2: um, What if I just wanted a breakfast burrito?
1: I could hook you up with one of those. What if I just wanted a bagel? I could hook you up with
0: one of those.
2: What if I wanted a nice, strong iced coffee? I could definitely get you with that.
0: I feel like these are all just general things that everywhere should have. Mm.
2: the iced coffee, unless that's your thing, unless coffee is your thing, a lot of places don't do very well.
0: They don't do iced coffee.
2: They don't do it well.
0: You can still get it You can still get a nice coffee though.
2: Yeah, sure. I mean, anyone could put ice in coffee and say, "Here you go, it's iced coffee."
1: Yeah. And I want it made well. Yeah, there's some good spots around. Um. Like the big coffee company out here, I'm not a big fan of their coffee. It's like really, it's kind of like bitter. But there are some How other, but there are some other like low key spots where you can get some real good coffee.
0: How do you take your coffee, Jake?
1: Um, if I make it at home, I'll just use flavored cream, mm. and then that's it. And then if I'm out at a restaurant, I'll just. It's like 50-50. If I'm like, for some reason, just have a sweet tooth that morning, I'll put like half a packet of sugar in. Otherwise, I'll just do the straight up half and half that they give you.
0: So when you do your flavorings, is that like a seasonal thing for you or is there like a specific one that you go for?
1: Oh, you always just get hazelnut.
0: Hazelnut, yeah.
1: So I just like put a little bit of hazelnut and it's like the cream and sugar all together.
0: Oh, so like those coffee mate
1: things? Yeah, precisely. Yeah.
2: Half and half always, never anything
1: else. Man.
2: You know what flavor I like in my coffee? Coffee,
1: coffee flavor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I try not. I mean, I'm not like dousing it in creamer. So that's like, disgusting. It's just like a little bit, so that's not just drinking straight up black coffee.
0: Mm-hmm. I do straight up black. I, 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 I can't. I can't put cream in there. I don't like my coffee feeling like semi-thick. It
2: I mean, depends how much on... cream are you putting in there.
0: Well, I'm not saying no. I'm just saying like you know like. When you put cream or coffee in there, it provides a certain texture, and I'm trying to avoid that texture altogether. I just want it to feel like coffee-flavored water, you know?
2: So like the texture of my coffee before I put the cream in and after I put the cream in is exactly the same.
0: It's not the same.
2: <laughs> no. What you're doing here.
0: I just have a more sensitive textured mouth than you do, I guess.
2: I do believe you have a textured mouth. That's something I believe.
0: I'm sensitive to textures a lot more than you are. That's all I will say.
2: I'm sensitive to temperature.
0: Yeah, I can't do my coffee too hot.
1: I like it that way. I like when you have to go, like, the little, like, because it's too hot. It's the best.
0: I usually just go with iced coffee.
1: It's good. It's a good choice. Yeah. So I've worked up a sweet deal at this breakfast spot down in Denver. Because when I'm there in the morning, like they're just opening, it opens at five. So I've like worked it out now that for a price of a pastry with the employee discount, I get a pastry, a bagel, and a cup of coffee for like two (laughs) bucks, two, two, three bucks.
0: A pastry bagel and a coffee?
1: I'm balling.
0: What do you get for a pastry? Like, what are we talking here? Like a Danish? Are we talking like a cinnamon bun? It's a blueberry blueberry Danish. Oh, okay. That's a good deal, then. That's some high-quality shit. Yeah, dude.
1: Five days a week for a year. That's all it took.
2: (laughs) (laughs) For anyone that's curious, me and Chris used to sling pastries together.
0: Yeah, we did. Worked at a bakery.
1: That's back in the day.
0: Frank's Bake Shop, classic shit, dude. Did I don't even put that name? on
1: my resume anymore.
0: No?
2: I feel like it's not impressive to say that I worked here for four months. Like, other things I've done are, like, more impressive.
0: What other jobs have you done that's more impressive?
2: Here's what the resume looks like right now.
0: hmm Oh, he has a copy on it on hand?
2: No, it's on my computer. You can see it if you want. Oh,
0: okay.
2: So I, I was the assistant manager of Giffords. Sure. Uh, Probably game to for two years. Mm-hmm. And advanced auto parts for a year. That's all that's on there.
0: Advanced, I get. I feel like Gambino's is like kind of the same thing, though.
2: Well, it's a time it's, thing where it shows. It's two years. Okay. For two years.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How long did you work at Frank's? Four months. That's all, dude.
2: I started in August, and I was gone by Christmas. Christmas Eve was my last day.
1: Oh. Do you ever go in there for pastries anymore? I get donuts. I don't oh, Okay.
0: Oh, jeez, dude. It I just, felt like uh, so much longer.
1: That is the one downside of Boulder. There's no good donut places. There's some in Denver. There's some up to the town where we're moving to, but none in Boulder. It's weird. Real weird.
0: Hop on that train before uh, it starts taking off, Jake. Start That's a donut true. shop.
1: I do want to open up a breakfast place. Uh, it's called The Yolks on You. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to serve breakfast stuff. I'm excited. Oh
0: my gosh.
1: I haven't decided if it's literal yet, but that's the name for sure.
0: The literal thing is that you're just going to go out and chuck yolks on people and right. as they eat their breakfast.
1: That's undecided, but okay. the name 100% is Yolks on You.
0: All right. Classic. I'm 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 loving it already. <laughs>
1: So. i think it's got a real promise yeah it does
0: it does i'm impressed i don't think i ever could have come up with something as clever as the yolks on you you know
1: when i i've been sitting on this for i've been sitting on that idea for a couple months now mm. what came first like the name or the idea when well, so you chicken, had the idea chicken of chicken
2: and the egg like, <laughs> which one came first I don't know. If you no, thought about I, it like hey, the yolks on you. Like, that's that's a funny name for a breakfast place. Well, the only way I'm ever gonna get to use that is if I open up a breakfast place. So, I guess
1: it's kind of what I want to do. Breakfast place came first. Oh, or, saying, what would I what would I name this place? And I was like, oh, yolks on you.
0: I feel like if you wanted to call it the yolks on you, you could do it as like a, a, a female reproductive center.
2: Okay, that took a it's turn. Kind
0: of, it's kinda of, kind of like <laughs> a, a
2: real turn.
0: It's a little bit of a reach, but I feel like you could go that route, you know?
2: It's Yoke, kind of like if kicks. if uh
0: Superman He's and the epic.
1: Flash had the race. No, no, no. <laughs> it's it's more like when you start out in Skyrim and you've got the different <laughs> classes of character.
0: You guys don't understand, man. This is yeah, how much Nobody brain... does. No, no, no.
1: Sense. You're right. I don't get those deep track
0: analogies. I, I have a feeling that about Three fourths of the audience that's listening to our podcast completely gets those. So,
1: references. so because so my job is literally just nothing but driving around, and sometimes I get bored listening with my other podcasts, so I'll just jump on to Film and Loathing yeah. and just give us a spot check, just see what's just see what's happening. I listened to the Rocket Man and Godzilla episode, Chris. I'm almost certain you were having like an aneurysm or something that week. What do you mean? Like, just listen to the episode. Like, <laughs> what are you
0: talking about?
1: It's funny, like, for your review of Godzilla, you'll just, like, go back and forth with yourself, but you'll be really confident about what you're saying.
0: What do you mean go back and forth with myself? Like, I mean, it's
1: not good, but I really like it.
0: Oh, like, like that type of thing? Like
1: that, but just, like, other things that are, like, really specific. I can't, I wish I could remember an example, but I remember listening to it, I just started laughing, like, what was he talking about here? <laughs>
0: Dude, that's this is like that was what I thought about the movie. This is how my mind works when I'm going through my thought process. Oh no no.
1: One thing was like you were like, I don't like the gross thing about this movie is that you don't have to care about anything. And then the second you were like, Oh, and that scene where uh where Vera Farmiga sacrifices herself, oh, that was so good. And I was like, what Chris, I thought you didn't have to care about anything and you're like, Yeah, I don't
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, that's it's true. <laughs> You don't have to care about anything to enjoy the movie, but, you know, if you do, there happens to be a little bonus.
1: What's funny was, like, you're like, I don't care about anything in this. And then you're like, oh, but that Pharmaga thing, like, that almost got me. I'm like, but I thought you didn't care about anything. And you're like, yeah, I don't.
0: Well, you know, It's
1: true. So you were very clearly caring about Vera Farmiga's no, sacrifice, wasn't... and then you were like, "But I don't care about anything in this movie."
0: Didn't clearly care about the character, but the sacrifice was nice. That's that's what I was trying to say.
1: Okay, if you say just go back and listen to the episode. It's it's I'll funny. I'll
0: go back. I'll go back and give it a listen. It's funny. It take me like a week or two to get through it, but I'll do it. It makes it makes a week or two. two. Week or two. An extra good listen. I mean, I don't, I don't drive as much as, I don't drive as much as uh, Jake does, so I can't like listen to the podcast as often.
2: Oh, you have work. to listen to them in the car.
0: Well, I'm in the car for like ten minutes to work and ten minutes from.
1: Boom. Yeah,
2: There's two them at home.
0: Well, what am I going to do? Just sit in my chair and listen to a podcast? You I do, do sometimes the same things
2: that you would do normally. This is
1: there's a podcast playing.
0: I normally watch TV.
1: Dude, doing some dishes? Throw a podcast on.
0: uh dishes. You
1: take it. You walk in the trash down to the thing. You throw a podcast on. Taking a shit? Put a podcast on.
0: Jesus. Making
1: your making your dinner? Put a podcast on.
0: I do do that when I cook dinner. I do listen to podcasts or music.
1: Yeah, there you go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, I guess this is my life now. All Uh,
1: those, all those really, all those times really add up. You can really get through some stuff.
0: Yeah, I'll just, I'll just uh, start taking the trash out every so often.
1: I've been listening. Oh, I wanted to ask.
0: You're gonna start taking
1: it out? What have you been doing with it since?
0: (laughs) Just been, uh, (laughs) just been, (laughs) got the woods behind my house. Just hawking it back in the woods and hoping for the best.
1: Well, as we also established, Chris lives a very comfortable lifestyle.
0: Oh
1: my gosh. It's really gonna mess with my comfort levels. I'm not gonna do that.
0: I take out the trash. I take out the trash every single
2: four days. Every single four, single days. four days. Well I'm,
0: I'm just trying to like think of the average of like I never missed a day. Takes, I'm just trying to think of like how long it takes us to like fill our trash. Like Alyssa will do it too, but I'm trying to think of like how often our trash can probably gets full. We eat a lot of bananas, so
1: yeah, those peels really take up a lot of room. You don't take things out just from sheer smell?
0: I mean, if I'm putting, like, raw meat stuff in there.
1: Oh, you're like, oh, that's a third of the way full it stinks, but I got got two-thirds left.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, like, I try and fill it as much as I possibly can, but it depends on, like, what I have in the trash can. Mm. Like, if I just got done cooking raw meat and I have, like, the juices from all the meat in there and I put it in the trash can, like, it's going to smell the next day. So I try and take it out as soon as possible. Well, if you know if I'm just throwing like apple cores and stuff in there, it doesn't smell bad enough to where I take it out. <clears throat> if
2: you then, have this much fruit, like waste is laying around, you should just start a compost.
0: I don't know how to compost and that nah. jeez'm crow guys, you guys are trying to get me to do stuff that outside of my bubble here. <laughs> Composting is just like frying my brain right now.
1: It's just like just like paying that credit card bill on time, right. Yeah. I just don't know if I can do it.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I canceled getting the camera for now. Because I got the laptop.
1: You didn't go pick it up? No, I didn't. Don't be funny if you don't actually get refunded.
0: Oh, I would be so pissed off. <laughs> like, are you sure that's, ha- that's a thing? 100%.
1: Okay. I don't get why you would just, like, not, like,
2: just go in like, it just makes no sense to me why you would wait to seven days to, like, not pick it up. Like, and just go in and be like, yeah, I don't want this anymore.
0: Because why would I go in when it can just automatically happen?
2: Because if you don't do it, you're a douchebag. If you, like, if you just leave it there for seven days.
0: What, you think that one camera in that giant-ass store is going to be such an inconvenience to okay, well guys? Here's, they're going to look at it, and they're going to be like... Oh shit! Like, what are we gonna do with this? We don't have the room.
2: I'm gonna laugh if they charge you a restocking fee because you didn't come pick it up.
0: They won't. They won't. Mm, they might. No, they won't.
1: Uh, that's the thing.
0: They won't. They wouldn't do that. Twenty
1: percent. Twenty percent restocking fee.
0: No, that would. They wouldn't do twenty percent.
1: No, it is twenty percent.
0: I don't believe you guys. For uh, I s- think
1: it's
2: fifteen, but yeah. Percent <laughs>
0: restocking fee. I don't believe you guys.
2: It's the price you pay for being a douchebag.
0: Look it up.
1: Look it up on your return on your return slip.
0: What is what is fifteen percent of that?
1: Probably like, what a six hundred dollar camera.
0: Uh, with taxes, no, it was like eight hundred some odd dollars.
1: So it'd be one hundred twenty bucks. Fifteen percent of that.
0: Whew. Huh. Yeah, one hundred twenty bucks. One hundred twenty no. bucks. I don't think that's how it's going to go. Hundred thirty three dollars and
1: fifty cents. You might, you maybe, dude. Look up your, look on your receipt.
0: <clears throat> I don't know if I if I even have it anymore.
1: Oh, <laughs> this guy's <is> fucked. <laughs> oh,
0: this guy's so Good fucked, luck, dude. Oh man, You're screwed. I'm just... you
1: bought an eight hundred dollar camera and didn't keep your receipt for it until you like held it in your hands.
0: Well I figured I was gonna cancel it out anyways. I threw it away. I think the, wait, it may be. I just don't understand the
1: thought process. Hmm.
2: You were just Okay. How often do you like place orders for things I'm unsure if you even want them?
0: <laughs> no, I see, that's the thing, is I'm I know I want this, but this laptop was too good of a deal not to get, so I opted to get the laptop instead.
1: Mm. Smart, I mean it's smart.
0: hmm
1: You do a lot more with laptops. Even you? with
0: the restocking fee, this laptop is still worth more than the restocking fee plus what I paid for it.
1: Wait, I don't think I followed that.
0: <laughs> if I were, if I were, even if I have to pay this restocking fee, if I yeah. add that on to what I paid for the laptop, that's still less than what the laptop is originally worth.
1: Uh, oh, because you got so an open that, yeah. box
0: deal. You got an open
1: things, box deal.
0: Exactly. If anything, I'm still making out on top.
1: I get what you're saying now. It took me a second.
0: So worth it
1: cool cool real quick Zach is that Michael Pollan's book on your desk kind of changed your mind yeah have you read it at all or read some of it uh I'm on page uh 49 are you enjoying are you gonna read the whole thing are you just reading excerpts
2: I'm going to read the whole thing
1: nice and then do a bunch of LSD perfect have you is that the is it a signed copy by him? I can sign it Michael Pollan if you want.
2: <laughs> I'll write his name in it. Sure.
0: This Michael is his personal copy.
1: <laughs> to my best bud. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh jeez.
2: You are my buddy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I don't even know who Michael Pollan is. Oh, I know who this guy is. He wrote the Omnivore's I didn't Dilemma. know who he is. I thought I didn't by name. I didn't, but I saw his face. Made sense. Yeah, no, Dom.
2: The Omnivore's Dilemma was a very influential book when I was deciding to become a vegan.
0: Oh, that's right. You went vegan for a little bit, but then you started eating pepperoni. Uh,
2: I mean, you say a little bit. Like, it was a lot, long stretch of time.
0: Well, First yeah. Year, yeah. Well, it's just you dove right into pepperoni after that. Like, wasn't that what turned you?
2: No, I...
0: It First was of the all, bags of shredded cheese in his,
1: in his fridge.
0: <laughs>
2: so when I did it, I was living on campus.
0: Mm. And I
2: was eating, like, 11 salads a week. Oh And my it was God. like this is terrible like I only eat salad that's all I eat <laughs> I was getting like really bad headaches from like not getting any protein so I just felt terrible all the time and I was like I can't do it anymore if I were to do it now I'd be much better prepared
0: so what did you break uh, break vegan with? Wendy's but well, you dove right into the deep end didn't you? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I remember it because I was I was coming home from Portland to fly to Florida for Thanksgiving and we were driving home and we were like and I'm really hungry and I was like okay let's, we'll just go to Wendy's and she was like wait is there anything you can eat at Wendy's and I was like I guess we'll see and I was like you know what let's just go chicken nuggets and then I broke being vegan
0: was that like a hard yeah. decision for Never you? Never looked back. Yeah. Like did you get to the drive-thru and you're sitting there and you're like, Can I get chicken nuggets? And he was like, Okay, one order of chicken nuggets, oh wait, wait, wait. Oh, geez, is this what I really want to do? I
2: mean, I had thought about it for like it wasn't just like that time that day I was like, Okay, uh, I'm done. It was sort of like, is this sustainable? Can I keep doing this? I decided no. And then like a couple days later, it was like Okay, I'll get chicken nuggets.
1: Mm.
2: Classic. And now I just have no desire to do it, so. Mm.
1: To go vegan again? Yeah.
0: Mm. I went vegetarian once. For how long? It was for like three weeks. Nice. I feel like that's like a decent chunk of time, though. Like, it's no like year, but like three weeks. I can't tell you how good that burger I had was, though.
2: In the grand scheme of things, like, in the grand scale of time, three weeks is, like, point zero 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 one nanoseconds. So, congratulations, Chris.
0: Way to make me feel like (laughs) shit about my one time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. You know what? I'm impressed with my three weeks. Chris, you done good.
1: Good job. Alright, you guys want to get into Child's Play? Should we start talking about this thing?
0: Yes,
2: we
1: kind of have to. If we
0: have to, yeah.
1: Oh, we have to. I want want to hear everything Chris has to say. I don't think Chris liked it. (laughs) So, Child's Play (laughs) is directed by Lars Klevberg and stars Aubrey Plaza, Mark Hamill, uh, Gabriel Bateman, Brian Tyree Henry. Oh yeah, he played the voice of Chucky. And the plot synopsis is a mother gives her thirteen year old son a toy doll for her birthday, unaware of its more sinister nature. Chris, what did you think of Child's Play?
0: Absolute dog shit. <laughs> like, like, literally one of the worst movies I've ever had. I this was one of the only movies I've ever sat in a theater, got like halfway through, and was like, okay, like I'm thinking about getting up and leaving right now. This movie is so bad.
1: Really interesting. This,
0: it was absolutely atrocious. There was no redeeming qualities about this at all. I didn't Brian watch Tyree the, Henry. I didn't watch the original. Okay, he is a good actor. I'm just very disappointed that he would choose this role out of the roles that he's already done. I think you and can that say just,
2: that about any single individual in this movie.
0: I'm not surprised by Aubrey Plaza though.
2: Really? Like, this, when, this what just, has she done like this before? <laughs>
0: I'm not saying she's done – exactly, but that's, like, why I'm not surprised by Aubrey Plaza because, like, she's just such a weird person that it wouldn't surprise me at any bit to see her do anything out of character because she herself is out of character.
1: I mean, there's no real big superstars in this. It's not like the original Chucky – or original Child's Play that had, like, way more higher profile people attached to it.
0: Also, I humiliated myself when I went up to the ticket lady and said, can I get a ticket for Chucky? And then she looked at me and was like, you mean Child's Play?
2: Ooh, what an idiot.
0: And I was, Eesh. Like, I was like, yeah, Child's Play, sure, yeah, give me a ticket to that one.
1: Eesh, Embarrassing. Zach?
2: I don't think it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I'm not Chris. I'm not going to be that harsh. Uh, I don't think it's good. I don't think it's terrible. And I think that because it sits so hard in the middle, it makes me hate it more. Hmm. Like, because Uh, it is so incredibly mediocre, I dislike it more. Like, it takes no risks or at all. It doesn't even, like, attempt to do anything creative or interesting. It's just like, hey, you know what? Here's a rated R horror movie. And it kind of sucks that it, like it's just pretty terrible.
0: So it's bad.
2: But like, I don't know like what I would point to you to be like, this is bad. Like there are things I don't like, but being like, I don't really, I don't think that's bad. I just think it's uninspired and like just forced out for no apparent reason.
0: Chucky's character was not enjoy was there was no nothing good about Chucky's character at all. Like nothing made me want to stay interested in this doll that was murdering people.
1: I will say the doll itself looks atrocious. I hate the do- <clears throat> I hate the doll. <clears throat> that is my biggest complaint of the whole thing. I do not like the look compared to the original. The original like that doll in the original
2: like looks creepy, and it's a puppet. This, this one too. is like. Just like the most plastic looking, it's like, it'd be like if you ripped all the hair out of a Tickle Me Elmo. Like, that's kind of like what it's like.
0: (laughs)
1: You
0: you speak that as if you know what that would look like.
1: It would look like the Chucky in this movie. Do you know happen to know if that CGI, his face? I don't know. I
0: would imagine it is. It would have to be. It doesn't have to be, but. It was gross, dude.
1: Well, I don't know. I guess I definitely liked it a little bit more than both of I definitely liked it more than Chris. And it sounds like I even liked it a little bit more than you, Zach. I mean, yeah, I, like, sitting
2: here thinking, like, I don't... I can't honestly think of a single thing that I can say I liked
1: about it. Okay. Well, I think what else... I do like the fresh um, take on it compared to Original Child's Plate where... Um, in the original it's a it's voodoo magic that brings chucky to life where in this one i do like the concept of it of this doll sort of being like an alexa thing where it taps into all like your home electronics and first from being around it more it picks up on you and can react to you and i like that concept of the idea of like a disgruntled member employee coding it to that it t- turns off all of its safeguards and then as it's learning from you if you have violent tendency it's going to pick those up so i kind of like that i thought i was totally on board with that i like that idea quite a bit But
2: for a home like complete entertainment service it doesn't do anything like that in this movie chuck well, he you never don't... controls the tv he never controls the lights he never does anything like like it it Portrays him as that, but we never get to see him be anything but a killer doll.
1: Well, that's true, but it's also because he's like put into. I guess the only thing would be interesting is if to be, to be put in a family where they had all the Caslin products, so that you could see him do that early on. Because you kind of get a taste of it at the end, more like probably like half a little over halfway into the end, you get to taste a sense of that, but not in the beginning part. You're right. It would have been cool to have seen more of that. Um, or use that,
2: like, to your advantage, like, have him shut lights off or, like, do it to, like, build suspense. Like, the kid has a hearing aid. Like, have Chucky be able to toy with his hearing aid and whatnot.
0: I mean, he did. Like, he was talking directly into the hearing aid, but, it, like, you did, he wasn't using, like, a microphone or anything. He was just able to tap into all of these different Kaslam products. Like, even with the, cause the car itself was, like, a Kaslam auto-drive car.
1: Right, so it's like once you started branching outside of like the mother and son is when you started to see the full things of Chucky. And It would have been cool if it would have been more centralized, like in the like in the original Child's Play, where it is just follows as as the child, like the son and his mother. Mm. Um, but I I liked it. I liked how this one was a little bit more of like a slow burn, like it kind of slowly built things out. Like I appreciated that. The only problem is that I think at the end it slows down too much. So like at the ending I feel like it's really drawn out. Like everything in that warehouse and everything in the toy store. Like I felt like that I, at a, it was coming. That was all coming up to a point where I was ready to wrap, start wrapping it up. And it, there was easily like another 20 minutes to go. I agree
2: that it slowly builds to these things. But it slowly builds
1: to the most obvious things. Yeah, you're not wrong there. But I mean, like, at the same time, like, I kind of know what I'm already getting into going into this. So, like, even though I know where it's going, I'm kind of all right with that. It's not like some high concept horror film, like, with Hereditary or even, like, Midsummer coming up next week. Like, if I could easily predict where that was going, I'd be a little disappointed. With this, I'm not overly concerned. Right. But it's like,
2: if I can predict what you're going to do. Like, why are you even making the movie? Like,
0: even just for the sheer fact of making it cool, like, that would be like, if, if, like, if I idea, can but just not sit there that.
2: and be like, okay, like, I know where you're going with this. And then if I ended up being wrong, like, then that's like, that would then be a movie that I enjoy. Like, oh, I thought I knew where this was going. It took a turn I didn't expect. I like that. But, like, it was like, oh, I think this is going to happen. And then it happens. And it's like, why? Like, what was the point? Of making this
1: I don't know I feel like it's a lot of horror films nowadays you do know where it's going in a lot of the the real easily digestible ones I think you know where it's going I think any of the conjuring movies you know where it's going all these insidious and Annabelle spin-offs and the nun any of those movies like you know where that's going
0: but it's about how you get there that may be different with other movies in this one, it's, it's no surprise. Like, when Chucky does something, you're just like, yeah. oh, all right. Well, I, no, I, I, I agree with that. that. Like,
2: where it's going and how it gets there are the most predictable parts of this movie.
1: Okay. I would say that, yeah, the how it gets there being predictable, okay, I, I can see that for I,
2: sure. I, I, I agree. Like, this is, since this is based on something. Like, obviously, like, we know where it's going, like, before you even get in there.
1: But how it gets there is
2: also super
1: predictable. Yeah, I also wasn't super crazy about the whole idea of like intro, like slowly throughout the film introducing that there's like this whole other thing that's getting ready to be released. Oh, the it like they two. were, it seemed, yeah, it seemed like they were just kind of like biting off a little bit more than they needed to tell this story.
0: Yeah, because it felt like they were just trying to set themselves up for like a Chucky two or a Child's Play two, you know. Attack of the toys. Well,
1: that or, uh, that ending... It seems something kind of like... When they wrote, sat down and wrote the script... It was like they had that scene in mind. And were like, I'm going to build to that. And then just kind of kept it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I don't think... I would definitely agree with you, Zach... When you said that some of the things were... I think some of the kills were a little bit uninspired. And not nearly as clever as they could have been. I don't think.
2: But like... I don't know. It's hard to pull that off because it's like, here is a twelve-inch doll that's going to kill someone, and you're like, yeah, right. No, it's not. At least it 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 has that working against it. That is already a difficult concept to buy into, (laughs) and I don't think that this movie really does a good job of convincing you that it can, that it would do that. Like I I find the ending to this movie, 100% absurd. Like, I, I do not buy a single second of what happens in the toy store.
1: Where, like, like, oh, him planning out everything?
2: I don't buy, like, that a hundred twelve-inch-tall dolls create mass carnage in, like, a group of a thousand people. Like, I just, there's no way. There's no way. It is I, absurd.
1: You don't think you could have. You don't think if you were in that toy store, you would just be shocked beyond belief to see twelve-inch toys coming to life and attacking you.
2: Right, but like
0: my there's, first instinct there's shock, would be to like, and then there's, punch those the, bitches.
2: There's what? immediate adrenaline, and it's like, oh my god, I'm six feet taller than this thing. Like, why am I screaming at the top of my lungs and running away? Like, that, that's that's like a fight that should end pretty quickly and with none of those dolls standing.
0: And I feel like even like the little like drone things that they had, and you put like the razor blades on them, I feel like it would just like hit my hand because those things can't be spinning fast enough to like cut through my hand. Like sure, it would cause some major damage, but like it's not gonna kill me. Like I'm not gonna a
1: Caslin drone.
0: I haven't. I'm not gonna let it sit there and like attack my throat.
1: Let's just okay,
2: Brian Terry Henry. 6'2", let's say, right? Probably 2'50". Uh, a trained police officer. And, uh, you know, he's, like, scurrying away from these little dolls. Like, really? Dude, Brian Tyree Henry puts Chucky in an armbar and wins by submission. <laughs> <the> third <match. laughs>
1: mm. Yeah, yeah that, that's the toy scene at the end, it definitely was starting to get a little bit... That was sorry was where it was starting to wear out its welcome. It should have started to wrap it up by then. And now I've had so many things going on during it.
2: I just I don't get like why no one's like reaction was like okay how do I fight back like all you really need to do is like you're in a store like there's gonna be so many things that you could use.
1: Yeah, I think the beauty of the original one was just how simple the story is and how quickly paced it is and wraps up in an hour and a half a big like one big thing that i was dreading even before i saw it was just going into the theater and seeing that this movie was two hours long i don't know if nec- i don't think this movie needs to be two hours long
0: mm, that was hard two hours dude <laughs> that was such a difficult two hours like I, like, I feel like, because, like, even from, I, don't, I haven't seen the original Child's Play, but, like, even from what I've seen, Chucky has personality to him, at least, so it's entertaining to watch this doll do what it does. But, like, like like, watching him be like, ah, but you're my buddy, and then, like, stab somebody, like, oh, okay, that's not interesting at all.
2: And then, like, I don't know, there's there's really, the stuff with him, like, in these kids, they're, like. I don't know, I I hated it. It's like, oh okay, I'm supposed to buy that you have friends now even though you've been built to be this loser for the last 20 minutes and now in 30 seconds you have two friends. And then those friends question that if you're a murderer or not, and then they're willing to help you at the end like pick a lane, bud. Go somewhere.
0: Any scene with those friends was just terrible to watch. Like they didn't even like seem like friends at any at any point in time throughout the entire movie. They just seemed like oh, shit, this dude's got a cool doll. I like like that doll. Let's be around the doll.
2: The way that that kid, like, not the main kid, but his friend there, the way he watches Texas Chainsaw Massacre, if there was a murder, guess who I would immediately suspect? That kid. (laughs) kid.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was a super strange scene, the laughing over Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
2: kid is way too into that and excited, like... He was like, <laughs> relax, dude. You might be a serial murderer one day. Scr- yo, you will be a serial murderer one day. That's what, why what Chucky 2 is about.
1: Could be.
0: <laughs>
1: so, it's obviously got to be a sequel to this. I hope not. I mean, um, there's got to be.
0: How's this doing in the box office?
1: Not well. Let's check it out. How much is it... Maybe grossed... Not much. Maybe... 50 million, maybe? Any guesses?
2: I would say it's probably only grossed about $80 million.
1: It has grossed... Currently at the box office. I don't know when this was last updated. $20 million? Oof. Ouch.
0: How much did they spend on this movie?
1: $10 million which is sad cuz the original was done on a budget of 9 million. It doesn't even look good. No, I do I do not like the look of Chucky in this. I also don't understand some of the like some of the like the like the desperate attempts to like force things from the original work <clears throat> a bit much. Like, when the dog glitches out and says that its name is Chucky. I was totally fine with it just having it be Buddy. Like, I'm totally fine with that. Like, I get it. It's the same exact idea. Like I I don't need it to be named Chucky. Buddy's fine. And, like, the naming of the kid Andy again. I don't know.
2: Gross. Another thing, like, there's not a ton of violence in this movie. But the violence that there is is just like so over the top and unnecessary
1: you don't think it's like supposed to be slightly comedic
2: i didn't find any film? of it
1: funny not necessarily not that you were going to be laughing at it but not that it was really supposed to horrify the only people that would
2: be laughing at this violence is the kid watching the texas chainsaw massacre sure that like, kid would I, find this movie hilarious
0: I think like you get I get what you're saying like watching it just like for the fact that like watching this violence and some, like what sometimes watching violence is cool. It's always it's, like cool. s- it, like entertaining I guess watching how people die like if they picked new ways of how these people died then whatever but, but I think sit- if
2: you're if you're trying to be comedic like with violence like there it has to be like the repetition of it like it, there has to be a lot of it. Like, there's not enough in this where for me to be like, oh, obviously it's, it's comedic violence.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, it's just, seems, like, it's so few and far between that, like, when it's there, you're just kind of, like, <laughs> taking aback
1: You're like, ugh. Now I want to ask, the weird janitor guy that works in the building, did you think that was Jack Black for a second? I did. I
2: totally thought yeah. that I was fucking Jack Black. I was about to congratulate Chris on uh, keeping <laughs> his movie role under wraps. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh yeah i thought it was jack black
2: did you think he was that that was before he was uh ned schneebly like he was just the janitor at the school of wrong
1: he wasn't the teacher
0: (laughs) that was him just weaseling his way in
1: um This whole, but the yeah, but the kills though, I feel like I've seen those a hundred times in a hundred different horror movies. Like the getting dragged towards, well, I guess it's kind of spoiler to say. Eh, I won't say what they are, but what they do end up doing, seen it, definitely seen it before. Plus, Done like way the, better.
0: I feel like the old woman's death was very anticlimactic. Very. Like, you start off with this, like, cool concept of, like, oh, a driverless car, and then you end up with what you do, and then you're sitting there like, okay, well, you could have just had them starting off with that idea. You didn't have to have this driverless car get involved, you know?
1: Yeah, doing donuts in a parking lot wasn't exactly terrifying.
0: I feel like I just sit there and truck and be like, whoa, motherfucker! This is oh, a this really an
2: episode this of Nitro this Circus. Is this is as fast as you can make this thing, bitch! <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> like, I started off pretty good for me. Like, I was really into the beginning. I liked the stuff. Like, I, I liked the the building in the beginning of, like, Chucky, like, learning his environment and, like, slowly turning. But then once he does turn and tries to, um, like, everything that just kind of follows suit, like, it was okay. Like, it was f- watchable. I, did, I certainly wasn't repulsed like Chris was. I wasn't ready to get up and leave.
2: I think but, that whole family dynamic is... Cringe inducing seeing the, Aubrey
0: Plaza as a mom. Like, she, I don't think she's ready for her to, to be a mom. Well, that in a that movie was kind yet. of
2: like that seems like kind of the joke,
0: yeah. Like, that is the joke, but even just seeing it as a joke, I feel like it's not something that can be pulled off as funny yet.
2: That didn't bother me. What did bother me was anytime her boyfriend was
1: on the screen. Oh, yeah, for sure. That guy was a character, he was so written.
2: Like, he is, like, the world's biggest douchebag, and I don't see, like, how any mother could be like, oh, my, you should hang out with my kid.
1: No. <laughs> or we want to hang out with that guy. Like, isn't there, like, isn't there definitely, like, a rule amongst mothers if, like, your kid, like, despises your boy, new boyfriend that you shouldn't be dating that guy?
2: None of us are mothers here,
1: so, like, I don't know if I can hey, answer that
0: question. speak for yourself, douchebag.
1: I definitely read that on a forum.
0: I mean, I feel like that's one of those things that, like, a a Facebook mom would post. Just like, if you can't get with my kid, (laughs) then don't bother getting with me. But, like...
2: (laughs) You want to be my lover? You got to get
1: with my
0: kids. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I don't know as if it's as harshly practiced in real life.
1: Could be. Should
2: be practiced in this movie, because that guy sucks.
0: Yeah, when he got in Andy's face and he was just like, he was like sitting there all intimidating, like, if you got a problem, say it to me like a man. I
1: was like, shit, relaxed. You. Yeah, but yeah. the man. kid's 12. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, shit.
1: Well, Chris, you excited for the sequel?
0: No, I'm not seeing the sequel.
2: Are you I'm glad saying. we did that over Toy Story 4?
0: No, I'd rather would have done Toy Story. <laughs> what well, you reap, what you sow, buddy. You know, I let. I remember leaving the theater, saying to myself, "You know, I dug my own hole here. You really I dug my own self here. Like I wasn't expecting it to be this shitty.
2: Honestly, when it was announced, I thought it was a joke. Like, looking, just like the whole idea of like we're gonna remake this movie." That has become a bit of like a cult movie, but like wasn't super successful like when it came out. And then this is the cast of all just people that are like, hey, these people are popular right this very second, so we're gonna cram them down your throat. It's just like, it's just weird. It's just what a is, weird thing that exists.
1: What is Audrey Plaza in that she's popular right now? Uh, obviously, she's riding the Parks and Rec fame, but like she hasn't been in anything since that like ended. Like Brian
2: Tyree Henry is big right now what's his very moment he's in atlanta He
1: was in a beale uh, street okay.
2: and God. beale street and oh, that's
1: right yeah okay
2: widows and that mark was yeah. big because of star wars now like he has a big presence
1: again because of star wars well but he's always been a voice actor as the joker too he has so, some
2: weird new fame that he's claiming
1: yep he's rolling uh, with it buddy he's rolling with it Get those paychecks, Mark Hamill. Just like,
0: you know, I was saying that the whole time. during
1: strange been, things.
0: I was like, Mark Hamill, good for you, bud. Like, you must be broke. Like, get your <laughs> paycheck.
2: Get that money, bro. He's signed to do three Star Wars movies. The dude is not broke.
0: How many of those Star Wars movies was he actually in?
2: He's in six of nine.
0: <laughs> What's what are the last, what are the last three?
2: I'm like five. He's not in the prequels.
0: Not in the prequels, no. But he wasn't in the first of the new trilogy.
2: He was I, in. Certainly was. He, he showed up in
0: one scene he's, in the end. Where he turned Excuse around. me.
2: Is that is that scene in the movie?
0: Okay, fair enough. But is he supposed to be in this next one?
1: I I, I don't, I don't know. know. We will have to wait and see.
2: Okay. But like, like, but like, I hardly they're rebooting hardly, Star Wars. With the original cast, I would imagine for most of those guys, it was name your price to come back, and they got I can't,
0: it. I can't. I can imagine for like the last movie, Mark Hamill probably got to name his price. But the first movie, they were probably like, "Listen, here's like, I don't know, twenty grand. You act in one scene. He's he insane. He's grand. in part
2: of. He's in all of the marketing for the movie. For the, like for he, the first he one, he is. He is the reason." that older people that are into Star Wars like go to see that, because the original cast is there. Without so that original cast, more... without that original cast, I, that movie does not do as well as it did.
0: I have Guaranteed. No, I have no knowledge of how much people get paid in this film, but I guaranteed Mark Hamill wasn't paid even close to as handsomely as Harrison Ford or fucking uh, fuck, I never remember her name. Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher. Show some respect. I'm just saying, dude, I I bet Mark Hamill didn't make as close to as much as that for that first movie.
1: So Mark Hamill reportedly made... uh, Wait. (laughs) So it says that he was paid a low seven-figure salary for The Force Awakens. (laughs) Oof. I don't know what a low... so like he lead he made at least ten million dollars. For
0: and one then scene
2: that's that's not including the back end bonuses <laughs> that kicked in after the film crossed the one billion mark.
0: Hold on. Hold on a second. What do you guys see in this on? I
1: just looked I just googled how much did Harrison Ford make for
0: <laughs> Harrison Ford made close to ten million dollars.
1: No, Harrison Ford
2: made twenty five million. Wait, plus
0: five plus point five percent
2: share of the film's gross earnings. That's a good deal.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't. What I'm reading right now it doesn't say, but it just says he was paid a low seven figure salary. Mark Hamill. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So he made a million. So he made a couple million for it.
2: Seven, That's still yeah. like he's doing for- fine, Chris
0: for one scene oh i'm not saying that he's poor i'm just congratulations you did he say that pick. actually it was it was in a joking fashion but anyways
1: his net worth right now is 12 million dollars chris he made a
0: low seven figures to be in one scene in that movie yeah right but it, i understand it that it's very Mark practically Ill. i i am i am i'm looking at it as in dang dude I understand the impact he has in the character that he is inside the universe based on the movies. All I'm saying is one scene
2: yes, yes. cost per scene, he did very well. But yes. like,
0: How much effort do you think that guy had to put in for that movie? That's all I'm saying.
2: Well, but, but in terms of like that's what he got paid because he represents so much more to the franchise coming back.
0: Understandable. Understandable. I get that. I'm just saying that's a ridiculous amount of money for the amount of effort he had to put in. Like he probably saw that paperwork and was like, fuck it, yeah, shit. That's
2: awesome. But when you're Disney and you own the world, it's not that much. Yeah.
0: Mark Hamill
1: will probably like I won't even read this script for anything less than like five hundred thousand.
0: <laughs> that's so ridiculous in my mind. Like I can't even picture anybody. Oh my gosh.
2: He made more money for that one scene, Chris, than you will ever make in your entire life.
0: That's not true. That's not true, mm-hmm. dude. Y'all yeah, turn a... in your favor. Yeah, I mean,
2: let's it gives out big bonuses.
0: No, dude, you wait. I'm gonna be a billionaire.
2: Why? Why a bil- Like, why would you not be happy being a millionaire? Like, yeah, you, you have to be a billionaire.
0: No, I don't have to be a billionaire.
1: I'd it's be just a, happy
0: being just like. It's just a stick.
1: It's just to stick it in your face, Zach. You think no I won't, gear? you
0: won't, you won't think I make, won't make $500,000 in my lifetime. Like, I would have. No, I'm to- sure you will. I'm going to make, I'm going to make.
2: Well, okay, let's think about it. I'm going to make. Like, the median, if you, let's say you just made, like, 35000 right? Per year? Yeah. Let's say, like, that's what you did.
1: Twenty years, made over five hundred
2: thousand. You'd in fourteen years, you would make five hundred thousand dollars. Boom. Yeah. That's a big chunk of time. I'm gonna make, make more own, than that though. I hope you do. I'm just 200, saying. Two
0: hundred fifty million dollars, three hundred million dollars.
2: In your lifetime?
0: In my lifetime, that's what I'm gonna make. Damn. It's mm-hmm. big, big money. Let's do
2: that. Let's do that math.
1: Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Let's say you live to be 85. You have to make almost $3 million
1: a year.
0: Oh, wow, jump change.
1: You are very far
0: behind. <laughs> 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 well, you know... He's,
1: he's going to make it all at once.
0: He's not going to be saving.
1: For
2: reasons, up a- to this point in time, you have made maybe $12. Well...
0: Start suckling at the teats now, boys.
1: <laughs> Alright, do you guys got anything else to say about Child's Play before I move on here?
0: Never want to see it again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Zach, anything for you? No. Okay, do so you want to give star ratings then? 1.5.
0: That was a point five for me, boys.
1: Whew. I'm going to go... Oof. Three point five.
0: there have been very few movies that have hit the zero mark and that one was so close
2: there have been movies that hit the zero mark
0: yes the spirit
2: that's the only one
0: that's the only one that comes to mind right now
2: I feel like if it was a zero like you would be able to think of it right off the top of your head
0: no I've seen quite a few in my day
2: civil Lines playbook
0: no way, dude. That's that's a potential top 50 of the decade.
2: Could still be a zero.
1: <laughs> no for Terrence's decade. <laughs> but. Chris, is your top 50 movies only going to be five-star films? No. Okay. Interesting. He doesn't give enough of them. That's true.
0: got I got to get really up there for a five-star. I think I gave like four
1: and, four. and a half, four and a half and above. Is then.
0: Probably four and above. Four and above. Because my personal top fifty is different than what I think the top fifty movies of the decade are. Mm-hmm. I see.
2: One has Cowboys and Aliens. One doesn't. That's the big <laughs> difference.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I went to Best Buy this week looking for it. No go. That's so a sad. Only. That is a sad. <laughs> word. I'll keep. I'll keep popping in though.
0: It was never meant to be, Jake.
1: I guess not. That's alright. I'll keep searching. Worst case scenario, I'll buy it on Amazon. All right. Before we move on to here, did you guys see the news that they're going to be re-releasing Endgame in theaters? They is this really not is this not the <laughs> ch- most fucking bullshit move?
0: Yeah. Um. Did didn't Avatar get a re-release a couple years later though?
2: Yeah, but it broke the record while it on its initial
0: release. Well, I just want to know, like, how much do you, did it make, like, on its... Because, like, didn't they add those profits from the re-release to its initial It doesn't initial
2: matter profits? how much it made on the re-release, because it broke it on the initial release. This is trying to break it on the re-release.
0: Well, I guess what I'm saying is, is it trying to beat the initial box office? Or is it trying to break the initial plus the re-release?
2: It would have to break... That the initial plus re-release is now its box office total.
0: So isn't this kind of, like, the same thing?
2: No, because they didn't break it. Like, Avatar broke it without having to re-release it.
0: No, I'm not talking about the record. I'm talking about if they're battling back and forth. Like, Avatar got its original runtime, and then it got a re-release. Mm-hmm. Endgame got its original runtime, and this... You could kind of call it a re-release. Two but months the, the later.
2: Difference, the difference being this is only being re-released to break
1: the Avatar record. Yeah. Which is words I do not want to say on this show.
0: It's cheap. I just feel like if what Avatar's at now is taken into consideration the re-release, then I feel like Avatar doing a re-release just to get that equal chance is still fair game.
2: I think Avatar's total should be adjusted for inflation.
0: That would make sense. I don't know how much inflation it's going to get, but...
1: A few million, probably.
0: I'm going to... What if it doesn't get it?
1: At that much? I mean, we're dealing in that high in numbers. I'm sure it would add quite a bit. Yeah, probably.
2: Like, say it's, in, like it's... Inflation has affected the value of the dollar by like eight percent eight percent of like over a billion
1: it's quite a bit i still of like 2.8 like... 2. billion yeah it's a lot <laughs>
0: 2% two percent of 2.8 billion like that's still even a lot because i feel like it can't be eight percent that's like not enough time for that i don't know a lot of things have
2: happened in how many years
0: 13 yeah quite a bit
1: no, it couldn't be 13. That's too many. They come out in
0: 2009.
1: So 10 years?
0: 2% is 56 million dollars.
2: Yeah, it's that's not, a lot. It's a chunk of money right there.
0: Yeah, it is. 56 million times 8 <laughs> times 4. Shit. Math Are is you just like curious
2: talking. into what that answer is?
0: Yeah, two hundred and twenty-four million dollars. So like eight percent is still like a decent chunk.
2: Mm-hmm. Well you money you'll make your life.
1: No. <laughs> I think what's even more assault insulting is that like they're not even adding anything interesting to the movie. Like they're they're literally just sticking it back in theaters with very minimal things solely to get the record.
0: Are you guys surprised?
1: No. I am a little surprised. Why? Why am I surprised? Yeah. I think they should just say that they've
2: added something and then just wait for people to go absolutely insane trying to figure out what it is, but it's the exact
1: same movie.
0: What if what if the only thing they add is a different end credit scene?
1: Like a they do. After they, they that is what that is what it is, yeah.
0: That's that's literally it. You're walk, sitting through a three hour movie to see a different after yep. credit scene.
1: Yep. No. Go plus, on. Plus an, plus an interview. After... Plus an interview with the Russo brothers that they added, and I think that's it. Maybe a couple
0: other things. Fucking ridiculous. That. It's like the that episode of The
1: Office
2: where Creed is the manager, and Pam gives him two pictures that are exactly the same, and is like, "Corporate needs <laughs> you to find a difference between these two photos."
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's. There's. I, mean, I think there's a couple other small, but it's very tiny. It's literally like there's a post-credit scene involving the Hulk. There's an interview with the Russo Brothers and a couple other minor things that they changed.
0: I feel like that's all, like, that stuff you put out on the DVD and Blu-ray. Exactly. Like, that's what you put in the special features. You don't release that in theaters, you know?
1: Why
2: does anyone care what the Russo Brothers have to say?
0: Because they, they People produce, fucking love them. They produced two, or they they directed two of the most, you know, profitable movies of all time.
2: Sure, but they were told exactly what they had to do. Still, so like how much credit they actually deserve?
0: But their name is going to be on that title.
1: Shouldn't be.
2: It should say directed oh, by Kevin oh, Feige.
1: Oh, there's a tribute to Kevin to um, uh, there's a tribute to uh, to Stan Lee, that they added to it. Um, And there's one more thing, but I I can't remember.
0: I still feel like that's something you put on the DVD, Blu-ray. 100%. I'm
1: surprised Mm -hmm. that they're doing it only because, like, I just thought it would have made its run, and yeah, that was it. We move on. I did not expect it to, like, I didn't think the record was a big deal to them.
0: I get that. (laughs) Why would Disney care that much if they made this much money? Off of, him, off of this movie. Like, at this
1: point, it literally is just about the record, and I didn't even think that was a thing. <clears throat> like, I think a lot of people expected it to break the record, but then it's pretty, I mean, it's pretty darn close. It's like 2.7 something, and Avatar's at 2.8. So, like, I sort of thought that's what it just would have ended. I'd never ex- re released to make this. Like, I don't know. So lame. It's so cheap. What
0: about this? What about this? With its re release two months later, it breaks Avatar's record. Avatar 2 comes out, gets almost, to Avengers Endgame, and then re-releases two months later to break that record.
1: Yeah, of course they would. Why wouldn't they? <laughs>
0: you think Disney would just be so pissed about that?
1: I, w- I mean, I don't know why Avatar, why Avatar wouldn't do that, especially if that's what Disney's gonna do. Why not?
0: Yeah, low blow for low blow, dude. Exactly. What I don't understand
2: is why they were so concerned about one particular like record, when within the top ten highest grossing movies of all time, they have six of them. Like Disney produced six of the highest-grossing movies of all time.
0: What are they like? Obviously, like Avengers: Infinity War and Avengers: Endgame.
2: Infinity War, Endgame,
0: Civil War, uh, Force, Civil Awakens. War Force, Force Awakens, Awakens. Force, Force
2: Awakens, Awakens. Uh, mm, Age of Ultron. Okay. Okay, so it's Black Panther, Age of Ultron, The Avengers, cool. Infinity go, Black War.
0: Panther. Uh,
2: Force Awakens and Endgame.
0: What are the other four?
2: Avatar, Titanic, Jurassic World, and Furious Seven.
0: Oh wait, Jurassic World or Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom?
2: Did Jurassic I say fallen World.
0: Kingdom. Hmm?
2: <laughs> I said, did I say Fallen Kingdom?
0: No, I just would hate. I mean, obviously,
2: that's not the one.
0: <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Piece of shit. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
2: I'm a little, I'm a little heated about this. Who gives a shit?
1: I do, because I don't want to have to look at the top, you know, grossing movies of all time and see fucking Avengers Endgame there.
2: Well, next year you'll see Avatar two, so
1: it doesn't really matter. Yeah, but I'm <laughs> fine with that. We'll Glasses is three D by my boy Jimmy C.
0: Oh my gosh. Um...
2: I can't wait for Chris to go buy a ticket for that movie and they, to say you can't. James Cameron requested you can't see this movie. Yeah. No.
0: From what you guys said, he's going to sneak into my house the day it breaks $3 billion and just punch me in the face. Yeah, he is. It's likely.
2: He'll be sitting on your couch when you get home, and you'll be like, oh, I know what this is about. And he'll just stand up <laughs> and slug you in the face.
0: Oh, my gosh. Oh, well.
2: Like, you won't even be shocked to see him. You'll just be like, huh? Eh, I knew what this is about.
0: Honestly, <laughs> I'm surprised that Endgame didn't break its record. I'm glad it didn't in its first run, but I'm like kind of surprised it didn't. I am a little surprised as well. I really
1: thought this would have gotten it.
0: Like it's just the fact that it was like so close and given how much how many movies they put into this whole thing.
1: What's the final count, Zach, of the box office? It's like 2.74, something Five, like that? 5.1.4. 2.75? Yeah. And like, what's Avatar only like Avatar's
2: 2.82? 2.788.
1: Oh. Oh, wow, they're really close then.
0: Like 150 million. 300 million, you said right?
2: They are, yeah, like 330 million
1: away. That's insane. Yeah, I am pretty surprised. Oh, I still what don't know if the, they're going to get that. What are the global – I guess $300 million in re-release sales? That's a lot of tickets. Yeah, but it's it's doable.
0: But given how many people have already seen the movie, I mean all and the you've people You've probably seen it multiple times.
1: But I don't know, man. People have a huge fucking boner for this movie.
0: I think those people want to see it just for the Stan Lee tribute, to be honest.
1: I think they'll see it just to see what's different. Just to say, hey, I went and saw to see what was different. And they're going to be like, there wasn't much different, but I got to see it.
0: They're going to get in there and they're going to get through the end and they're going to walk out of the theater, look at their friend and say, fuck, we just spent $15 on that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now, it does feel, it does seem really bizarre that the ending of the end of this whole chapter didn't even end with Endgame. What do you mean? Like the 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 final conclusion is Spider Man Far From Home.
0: Yeah. Well, I feel like that was just trying to get that pushed into the next generation of Marvel movies because they're probably gonna do it all over again. Let's be honest, guys.
1: Well, right next is gonna come all the spinoffs.
0: Well, I think Black Panther Two is already confirmed.
1: Oh yeah, Guardians three is coming and
2: they should re release Breaking Dawn Part Two to see if it beats the record.
1: Well, how much does that need?
2: Uh it needs like two billion, but like it's oh.
1: possible. <laughs> <laughs> There's just a Twilight resurgence. You can do
2: it.
0: Robert Case is pretty
2: Case Two and Robert Pattinson are pretty popular right
1: now, so That's Robert true,
0: Pattinson but... would get pissed though, because then he would still only be known as Edward Cullen. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He thought he shed that, and it just comes back.
0: Yeah, he the lighthouse comes out, and they see it with like Willem Dafoe. the
1: Lauren can
2: finally be relevant again. Oh
0: my gosh, <laughs> he doesn't have to play like a like a a dumb simpleton in an Adam Sandler movie. That anymore. kid
1: really, that guy really fell off the map. He peaked hard, very young. It's like he blew
0: his load real hard. Well, see, like, that's the thing is that Robert Pattinson took his time to, like, work his way back into the limelight, you know? Like, he let that it's kind true. of out.
2: for a long time.
0: Tyler, Tyler, or Taylor Lautner just dove right in. He was like, fuck it. You know, wolf boy coming at you hard. And then.
2: Gotta be respected.
0: He pumped out his movies, you know, made his money. And now he's, you know, his flame is burnt out.
1: He now he's just, now he's snorting coke off. Off a strippers' asses.
0: <laughs> He'll always be known as Wolf Boy. Now, where Robert Pattinson, oh, he's gone to space. He's about to hang out in the lighthouse, you know.
1: He's Batman.
0: He he's has, potentially.
1: He's <clears throat> Batman. He robbed he robbed a bank.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's done a whole bunch of shit.
1: It's true. Well, all right. Let's move on to some other things that we watched Then, Uh Zach, what do you got for us? What were the quality? What were the quality movies you watched this week?
2: Oh, I watched, I rewatched, re-watched Mid Nineties. Okay, I still like it a lot. Uh,
1: I d- I found that I didn't like it as much on a rewatch.
2: I found things more things that bother me. Yeah, but as a whole, I still really like it.
1: Like I think. What are you smiling that, about, Chris?
0: Nothing. I just I just want to know, like, I don't know. I didn't think before that you really liked it. Well. No,
2: I, I gave it a four and a half when we reviewed it.
0: You gave it a four and a half?
2: I really enjoy it.
0: Oh, for some reason, I remember three and a half. But whatever. No. All right.
2: Now, if you would let me finish, Chris, I can tell you.
0: Because <laughs> I'm the one that interrupted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So, the relationship between Lucas Hodges and Sonny Solchek really bothers me the second time around. Like, it makes absolutely no sense for him to be that hostile towards him. And, like, he just, how underdeveloped that relationship is, is bothersome. And also, like, this whole thing where, I guess I didn't really notice it the first time, but, like, where he hurts himself every time he does something wrong, to like punish himself, that's just kind of there, and like, yeah, nothing is really done with it. He sort of like sets it up and then no payoff at all.
1: is isn't it really that is kind of an odd part, especially because it, it comes up like what th- two or three times.
2: So like yeah, after he uh, steals money from his mom's drawer. He like brushes himself like with the brush really aggressively. Right. And then after he goes to that party, he gets home and like strangles himself like with headphone cords. And then he is like like, pinches himself really hard to use. That's
1: right. Okay, yeah. It was the cord around the neck I was forgetting. Which now is
0: like very aggressive.
1: It's just a
2: really weird detail to just throw in there and then not really do anything with. Or
1: explain like why, or like why, like a twelve-year-old kid would have ideas of, like self-flogging,
0: like is self-mutilation.
1: Because he's supposed to be like twelve, right, in the movie?
2: Yeah, I think so. Around yeah. then,
1: plus or minus a year or two. And what would you What would you give out of five stars on this? Four. Mm. Half a star.
2: I still really like the relationship between these kids and I like Ray and, yeah, you know, they're so, I was looking for some, some deep tracks and there's,
1: there's not there, but that's fine. I'm over that. I still don't understand like the hostility towards the mother either.
0: It's just the age.
2: Right. But it's like, it's like unnecessarily hostile.
0: Mm. I don't know, man.
2: Also, like, I don't get, like, we never once see, um, like, the brother, like, being nice to him or genuine towards him at all, except, like, at the end, and then it's like, but this kid so desperately wants his approval, like, it just doesn't make any sense. If I had an older brother who constantly just told me how much I sucked, like, after a while, after probably 12 years, I'd probably be like, fuck you, dude, and I wouldn't want to, like, hang out with him anymore. God like, I would stop wanting his approval because he's been so shitty towards me. Sure. Like, when he, like, gives him the CD on his birthday and he just throws it on the table, like, ugh, ugh. I would, after that, I'd be like, I don't care if you like me or not, you fucking loser. You have no friends and everyone hates you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Some of that stuff is a bit, uh, it's very cartoony.
2: And that kid is always drinking orange juice. Like, what is your problem? I love <laughs> <the> <laughs>
1: orange juice from the carton. Like, he's no
2: just, like taking big orange pulls. Juice that much
0: Dude, Orange
2: juice is good. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, carrying around a gallon jug of orange juice just to sip on it.
1: It's like when you-, you see the, fo- It's like when you see those football guys that carry around the, the jugs of water.
0: It's <laughs> like he just has a jug <laughs> of sunny d juice. he's not <laughs> trying to hydrate he's just sitting there and he's just like gotta get that fucking vitamin c dude
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> i are gonna start carrying a jug of sunny d around
1: <laughs> you should dude you really should oh my gosh chris what else would you watch
0: um i watched uh john wick 2 again because I feel like when I went to go watch the first and the second and then go over to the third I didn't really like get to appreciate the second one as much because I hadn't seen it. So I just kind of like watched it just so I could know what's going on for the third movie. So I watched it again and I think that it's it's not as good as I thought it was the first time. I mean it was still good it just wasn't it wasn't as sick as the first and the third one goes Hmm. i really like the way the first one kind of introduces you to this cool world and like i understand i like that they're kind of they kind of expanded on it a little bit in the second one but it didn't really catch me as much as the first one did you know
1: Mm -hmm.
0: does that make sense i feel you. like, seeing seeing the coins and seeing this system and this currency and all these rules that the first one had and then seeing them expand on it a little bit was kind of cool. But, like, it just didn't have the same kind of appeal to it the second time around because it was not was something that I've already been kind of semi-introduced to. So I feel like in order to expand on it and make it just as cool, you have to... I don't know, make like a bigger deal out of it than it actually is, or like kind of really expand it, like bring it farther than what they did, besides it's just like a slight little detail here, slight little detail there. You know, do this, fight him. But I still love his fight with Common. Because Yeah, that's
1: a great fight.
0: That was that's I think that's my (laughs) third favorite fight out of all three movies.
1: Like I love the knife in the heart and he's just like if you pull it out you'll bleed to death considered a professional courtesy
0: and common's face as like you see him walking out of that train and common's just sitting there like just like pissed off and like slightly smirking
1: yeah and it's uh, a great scene
0: it's like fuck that's badass um i i I, th- I think i like the third one more than the second one like i i get that the third one is still like very very long and you probably didn't need to have that entire last like fight scene inside that like, glass room. But, like, I don't know, man. The second one just didn't grab me as much as the second time around as I was kind of hoping it would. Hmm. Bummer, man. Yeah. But when, you watched,
1: when you watched all three for the trilogy, was that the first time watching the second one? Yeah. Okay. So
0: that, that's what I'm saying is that's why I watched it a second time. Because I feel like when I went to go see the third one, I just kind of brushed over the second one just for, like, plot points so I could know what was going on inside the third one because it is, like, a continuation. Would you watch
2: mm-hmm. it on fast-forward?
0: <clears throat> no, no. 1.5 speed? Yeah, man. You know, just to get the general gist. Um, yeah. So it wasn't as exciting the second time around, but still, it was a hmm. good
1: movie. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I revisited a film from 2015 for the first time since I saw it in theaters. Watched a little Ridley Scott movie called The Martian starring Matt Damon. And I got to say, I think I liked it more the second time around. Um, I had a conversation with Rachel about it. Um, she had just finished reading the book and then we watched the movie together. And she was not a fan and I remember feeling the exact same way when I first saw it because I had just got done finished reading the book. Um, so now that it's been like four years, I don't remember anything about the book or the movie. And I could kind of go into a little bit more fresh quote, like quote unquote fresh. Um, I had a lot more fun with it. I like, I, I do like, enjoy the procedural element of it quite a bit, like, of him just walking through and you know, just setting up, like, his little dirt thing so he can grow potatoes and just, like, telling you how he does everything. I enjoy that to a degree. But I think kind of where it starts to get old is just, like, because there is no other way to deliver exposition than him either just talking out loud to himself or, like, talking to a video monitor. It does get kind of repetitive in a way where in the book it was just internal monologue. So it's... uh, I think it's it's obviously just more easier to just slug through exposition that way than it is just through long bouts of dialogue. Um, But I will say that it looks beautiful on 4K, Chris. Mm. Those red sands of Mars really pop.
2: I do think this is a perfect example of a great book does not equal a great movie.
1: Oh, for sure, for sure.
2: Because I am not a fan of this movie. No? I'm not even, like, a huge fan of the book. Like, I think the book is good. But I'm not, like... Oh, I wouldn't, like, say to someone... You have to read The Martian. You have to read The Martian. I don't even think I feel that way about any book, honestly. But... Like, I just... Like, I think... That there's not enough going on there to make a movie.
1: I don't know about that. I mean, I th- I don't have a problem with the movie. Like there's a lot, there's n- plenty of stuff there. I think. I, I found just, the
2: movie to be one of the most boring movies I've ever seen.
1: I think. Boring. Yeah, I think it's boring. Hmm. I think it is. I think it is a little bit longer than it needs to be. Uh, I think it's two twenty. I didn't. I didn't bother watching the extended cut, but I think it's two twenty, and I think that's starting to push it a little bit.
2: I don't know. I like survival movies, but like, I think it's just the setting of Mars. Honestly, it's like it's just not that interesting to me. <laughs> Maybe
0: because it's like all just one giant blank landscape. Like people that. like.
2: Having to survive like a plane crash, like in the wilderness, like that's interesting. You're in the wilderness. There's a hundred different things that could kill you on Mars. Just There's a, a lot that get could a spaceship, kill you. Dummy.
0: You've never been in yeah. there. You don't know, Zach.
2: Just find the rover and go home, dummy.
0: <laughs>
1: um. No, I don't know. I I think it's fine. I don't. I don't think it's going to make the top 50 i wanted to rewatch it for that purpose i don't know if it'll make that list we'll see when the year is done but i think being removed from it for a couple years now really helped a lot like i definitely wasn't as offended by it the first time i saw it the oh i will say the whole bit with the disco music not not crazy about the second time around I don't even remember that. Yeah, I oh, seen just that—just that the captain brought nothing but disco music with her, so all he has to listen to is disco music.
2: Oh, he uses the phrase. He always sounds like science, bitch, right?
1: No, but he does say something about science at one point. I think. Or he, he says you know. he's going to science the shit out of something. That's what he says. Maybe science, like, woo, science, you. bitch. That's from, that's from 21 Jump Street.
2: Uh, I think I might be thinking of, like, Breaking Bad. Doesn't he say that a lot?
1: Ooh, oh, sad. Aaron Paul oh, does. I think, I think so, yeah. yeah Aaron Paul just is. like,
0: science, bitch.
1: Yeah. Okay,
2: it doesn't matter who's saying it.
1: I hate it. Um, I do not like Donald Glover's character in the movie. Like, this sort of incredible genius laissez-faire guy where nothing matters to him I'm not crazy
0: get it out of here I feel like it's too common
1: yeah no, no it's, it's
2: childish right. Gambino not common you idiot
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't like seeing smart people who don't really care about their existence just because they think they're so smart You know, like, I- I'm done with that kind of character dude, you, feel so? you love were they like
1: super I... You're a
2: big Big Bang Theory guy. <laughs>
0: <My> fucking gosh, <laughs>
2: I'm
1: not. No. that's true. You no. are oddly in love with with um what's Jimmy P. His name? Jimmy P. Jimmy Parsons.
0: No, I'm not. You're He's
1: obsessed,
0: so... dude. Oh my gosh, well, you know that? I'm just you know hey, I'm
1: explain I'm, to I'm... me then the poster on the wall behind you that says Bazinga.
0: There's nothing on my wall behind me that says Bazinga for anybody There the
1: is a poster <laughs> right on the wall. I'm looking at it right now.
0: It says Bazinga. Dude, it's
1: right next to your Jimmer for
2: Debt poster.
0: <laughs> First, the show starts off and I'm getting naked. Secondly, I have a Bazinga poster and now Jimmer for Debt.
2: Dude, you have no, a Jimmer I, for Debt poster.
0: Like, what? <laughs> when would, like, what do I have? Live and live, am I living in, like, 2008 still?
2: Jimmer for Debt, nothing but Debt. Crystal does the John Wall as a dance move.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: My fucking gosh.
1: I love a Napoleon Dynamite bobblehead.
0: I would love a Napoleon Dynamite bobblehead, though.
1: Zach, it's going to go well with your Bazinga poster. (laughs) Fuck
0: me, you (laughs) guys. Fuck this.
1: Your
2: mom goes to college.
0: These people are listening to this podcast, and they're probably sitting here right now like, Oh, wow, Jake and Zach, they sound so cool, but Chris, he's got a fucking Bazinga poster (laughs) on his wall. Fuck him.
1: Mission accomplished. There's no way to confirm or deny either.
0: I'm denying. (laughs) You can't confirm, but I'm denying. You can't even deny either. Mission
2: accomplished. Make complete strangers dislike Chris as much as we do.
1: For the record, I do not dislike Chris. I love Chris.
0: Yeah, sure, sure.
1: Oh, yeah, me me too. I'm
0: feeling the love, guys. I love Sweeney356. Oh, my gosh. I've had that same email since I was, like, it's been, like, nine years.
2: Did you ever consider going. 666?
0: Hmm? Did
2: you ever consider Sweeney 666?
0: I did. That was actually going to be my first email, but I didn't know of the religious implications. because your I was... mom wouldn't let you? No, I was creating my, my uh, username for AIM, and I was going, and I typed in, Oh, I got to create an email. So I went to AOL and I was like Sweeney three th- or I was like Sweeney six 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 at AOL.com. And then it was just like, <laughs> Oh, it's already taken shit. So I went and I typed Sweeney three, 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 and then I created my AOL email. And then after that I created Sweeney three, five, six at Gmail. Cause then cause somebody was like, dude, you still have an AOL email. You're such a pussy. And then I changed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then I got this email. is how easy Chris succumbs to peer pressure. He made a new email because <laughs> someone called him <laughs> a pussy.
0: That's just – at the time, that was, that was crucial. So I created a Gmail and then that's the uh, – and then that's one of the only two emails that I use these days.
2: The other nice. is his Hotmail account.
0: <laughs> no, it's MSN. I'm fucking with you. It's a Gmail too. It's just for like professional jazz.
1: Why it's do you need dick. a professional email? Is it bigdickswingin at gmail.com?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Hire me my cock is huge at gmail.com. <laughs> hmm.
1: Zach, what'd you watch? Uh,
2: I watched... Well, i got to figure out what
1: it's called.
0: Quality over quantity, and he doesn't even know the name of it. I know, right? It a real it's real. Got a weird film. name. Real quality.
2: This was a good one. What is it called? I re- I watched a movie called Bob Lazar Area 51 and Flying Saucers.
1: Quality over quantity, baby.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is a documentary currently streaming on Netflix that I would recommend everyone watch. Uh, it's about Bob Lazar. Now, who is Bob Lazar, you might ask, Chris, if you're a simpleton like yourself. So Bob Lazar worked at an area called S4. Do you know what S4 is, Chris? Area 51. Do you know what S4 is near?
1: Area 51.
2: Correct. It is near Area 51.
1: Oh, I
0: never would have guessed.
2: Oh, you didn't guess. (laughs) (coughs) You know, Chris, you may be thinking to yourself, why is that important? It's not Area 51. What's S4? What did Bob Lazar do there? Who is Bob Lazar? I'll take that one question at a time. Please hold your horses. Okay, please. What he did there was work on an alien spaceship. So he says... So apparently... He was in charge of trying to figure out, like... So the way he describes it is that they had an alien spacecraft and they were trying to figure out how it worked. And so there were, like, seven different teams that were all in charge of examining and, like, trying to figure out a different part of said spaceship. And he was in charge of, like, its like how it actually ran, like, how it functioned, like, what its fuel was. And so he tried to figure that out. And then after, like six months or something of, like, working there and trying to figure it out, he told the press what he was doing and basically became a whistleblower of this government program. And basically, it's like, you either think Balbazar is telling the truth or you think he's insane.
1: And which side do you fall on?
2: I think he's telling the truth.
1: Dude, there's been so much stuff coming out in the news lately about aliens and, like... Aliens on Earth and things. It's insane
0: how much I've seen that recently. The Navy itself is saying that they come in contact with aliens up there. Right, exactly. Like, the pilots and shit.
1: It's like, if he...
2: I don't know. Like, if he wasn't telling the truth... Like, this was also 30 years ago, like, when he told the press about it for the first time. And, like, he's still under, like, constant surveillance. And it's really weird. Like, he... So in the documentary, they he reportedly stole um, element one fifteen, which is like what they think is what powers the spaceship, and it's like it's not naturally occurring; it's a man-made element. And so he reportedly stole some of this, and it's never been retrieved. And he's never confirmed or denied that he did in fact take it. And so. Like, in the middle of the movie, the director, who's, like, asking the questions, asks him about Almond 115, and he refuses to comment on it. Refuses to say anything. And then, like, the next day, the FBI comes and, like, raids his business, and they claim that they're looking for a receipt of a transaction that occurred two years ago to something that might be like dangerous like he might have sold to someone that is now considered a dangerous individual and it's like really like you're looking for re- you need the entire FBI SWAT team to look for a receipt you couldn't have just called like over the phone
1: It and like an IRS day,
2: and it's like the day after I was asked about element 115 and now you just happen to show up looking for this receipt
1: how would they have known he was asked about it they're listening to them.
0: Oh, fuck, dude. Dude, maybe they're listening to you right now, now that you mentioned it.
1: I think they are. Mm. Well, they're definitely big listeners of the show.
0: I mean, of course.
2: I bet Bob Lazar's listening, too. I believe you, Bob. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can't speak one way or other, Bob. Sorry.
1: Just watch, watch, watch it. Netflix, you said? Yeah. Sweet. I'll check out some weird shit.
2: It's narrated by Mickey Rourke, too, which is a very interesting <laughs> narrator choice. Very interesting choice.
1: <laughs> awesome. Anything else to say, Zach?
2: It's very good. I liked it a lot.
0: Cool. Was it very qual- compelling. Was it the quality you were searching for? It was. Good.
2: It tickled that itch. I just couldn't scratch myself. <laughs>
0: Good, good. Okay. I'm so glad your itch is, your tickled is fucking itched, whatever.
1: My tickled is is itched. Oh shit. All right, Chris, what else you got?
0: I only watched one other movie this week. Give it to me. I watched the movie Wanted. (laughs) Angelina Jolie. Yeah, it's not good.
2: It's not a four star movie.
0: It's not bad, but it's not good. What? What?
2: So it's not good. I didn't like it, but uh, here's four stars.
0: No. Um, if I had to rate it, I'd give it a three. I like think it was very entertaining to watch. Plus, it's early Chris Evans. so. Or not Chris Evans. Fuck. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, dude. Chris Pratt. Um, yeah, it was interesting. I still like the idea of curving the bullet. It's really cool. I like the... Ideas behind why they're so good at shooting their guns, pew-pew. Um, yeah, there's nothing else to really say about it.
1: Nothing else
2: to say? No. Besides the fact that you think Chris Pratt is in that movie?
0: Chris Pratt is in that movie. I don't think so. I you literally think- just watched it, Zach.
2: Oh, you make it sound like that you're the ultimate authority because you just watched it.
0: Oh, I wouldn't know if somebody was in a movie that I just watched. Look
2: at well, the wanted cast. Go for it, okay. Guys who's
0: TV
2: who's or... the main who's the main guy? I don't know. Is that who you were saying is Chris Pratt?
0: No, Chris Pratt is his friend.
2: Chris calling... Pratt is in the movie. I thought you were calling James McAvoy Chris Pratt. He no, plays a guy
0: no.
1: named Barry.
0: No. I did like his training, the training sequences, though. That was wicked cool. I like, I really like the scene where he blows up on his boss. Kinda. Gotten that feeling before, you know, every once in a while. You should do it. Where you want to sit there and be like, Shut the fuck up! Oh. Good times.
2: You should do that tomorrow.
0: No, I don't want to do it to any of my current bosses.
2: Why not? You know that your previous boss was your mom, right?
0: No. I'm not talking about my mom. I would never yell that at my mom. She'd punch me in the face. Is it Sue? Sue Overlock? No (laughs) No. way. I love Sue. What many bosses have
2: you had? That's it.
0: I I just named them. I've had like... 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. I have, like, 13 or 14 bosses in my life.
2: Are you counting, like, shift leaders and, like, assistant managers?
0: I'm counting people who have the authority to fire me.
2: I'd really only be, like, three people, but...
0: No, I have, like, 13 or 14 people.
2: So you've had 13 or 14 different jobs. No. I, don't, I think you're counting too many people at Frank's. I really do.
0: I'm counting three people at Frank's. Or, no, I'm counting four people at Frank's.
2: The four owners?
0: No, I was counting two of the owners. One of the owners I never saw.
2: But you don't think they would have the power to fire you? They definitely would
0: have the power to fire me, but in order to fire me, they'd have to see.
1: Not necessarily.
0: I mean, I guess not, but, you know, they wouldn't have a reason to fire me at that point. So. They could just
1: call up for him and be like, who's the dipstick with the b- Bazinga poster? Well, oh, that's Chris. Fucking fire his ass. <clears throat> who's the kid that keeps bringing the
2: fushigi to work?
1: <laughs> Listen, you guys want my fushigi. That's why you're jealous. <laughs> I do. I wanted to see you do
0: some tricks with the fushigi. You know, who's the I'll, kid
2: I'll... that keeps getting his whittling shavings all over the <laughs> counters?
0: <laughs> I'll see. I'll see how much. I'll see how much a Fushigi is, and I'll see if I can get you guys them for Christmas. How's that sound? I think was...
2: like they're not that expensive anymore.
0: I mean, they were like thirty bucks when they came out, but I feel like that's one of those things that people are like. Hey, it's a collector's item.
2: They came out want... when we were like eight, so like thirty bucks is a lot when
1: you're eight. I don't want a Fushigi. I just want to see you do Fushigi.
0: You want to see me use my masterful skills at the fushigi? Yeah, be like ooh ooh ooh. I'll hold it up. No, no, I only know how to do one trick, and you can't have sweaty palms for it because if you do, it won't work. <laughs>
2: Chris, you can get a fushigi <laughs> just... on Amazon right now for fifteen ninety
0: nine. Okay, that's kind of like a decent deal. So like, I might have to capitalize. Okay, so the one trick I know how to do in a fushigi, you got to have dry hands because you gotta your hands got to be able to slide around or wear those like or wear gloves. So sitting there, you have to hold it between your hands, one hand on top, one hand on bottom. And then you just lightly look like you're slightly squeezing it so it looks like it's floating in midair. You know what I'm saying? Like, you see the motion I'm doing? Sure, sure. Now picture there being a glass ball in between my hands. Whoa. Wish-
1: I'm amazed.
0: That's insane. Right? Right? Yeah, I sort of was like a master. Used to do it in the uh, Harry Potter um, midnight premiere line.
1: You know what I, I'm saying? I do
0: not doubt that. Mm-hmm. Went to uh, three midnight premieres for Harry Potter and brought my fushigi to all three.
2: Because you can two. get an original fushigi on or eBay for 11.95. Oh
0: my gosh! That you're just you're opening so many doors for me right now. That's how I make,
2: this one's 4.99.
0: That's how I make my 250 million right there. Fushigi, Fushigi. man. Yeah. <laughs> I become a celebrated Fushigi master.
2: I don't think anyone <laughs> who does this willingly can be celebrated.
0: <laughs> no, I just go to the White House and I'd be like, "Eh, let me in." Eh? And then he be I like, "I won
2: the Fushigi World Championship. I get to go to the White House."
0: Dude, I bet some people can do some Nasty things with those things, though.
2: Oh, I bet they do.
1: <laughs>
0: nasty. Not, no, <laughs> I bet, but
1: uh. like doing fushigi tricks with your butt.
0: <laughs> Dude, I. Be- <laughs> yeah, I yeah, won't <we'll> go there. <laughs> it's been gone. No, please, please do. No, I'm just saying. I feel like people will, like could do like you know like when they take a basketball and they throw it over the shoulder. Sure. And they like, yeah, I feel like somebody could probably do that with a fushigi. Like, you know, like, hooping's a thing they now. They probably
2: could throw it over their shoulder.
0: No, you mean like roll it along your shoulders, but like make it look like it's in one place, you know? Oh, okay. Sure. Mm, it's like a, it's like the hooping thing, how people are like, you know, flipping and diddling those hoops around. Yeah,
1: the hula hoops?
0: Mm-hmm. Fushigi used to be the original hooping. <laughs>
2: You should get a hula hoop with a fushigi in it. Oh,
1: shit. Exactly. Whether,
0: you should... You, you just doubled my revenue.
1: Actually, I feel like the original fushigi was like the yo-yo. The yeah. yo-yo? That's
0: yeah.
1: True.
0: I feel like the yo-yo was became a fushigi, because yo-yos have been around for years, dude. That's
1: what I'm saying.
2: I think you should get a hula hoop, Chris. Like, spin it around your neck, and then do fushigi at the same time.
0: Go on America's Got Talent. Get paid, oh, Also baby. yo-yoing.
1: <laughs> like, just do all the big things. Like, do Rubik's Cube, yo-yo, Fushigi.
2: I would love like to hear what...
1: Uh,
2: who's the guy on America's Got Talent? Who's the mean one?
0: Simon, Simon Cal.
2: That's right. I would love to hear what he has to say about your
1: Fushigi skills.
0: I bet he would just be instantly, like, throwing cash at me. Golden buzzer! Pew, pew, pew. I'd be sitting there just doing, like, my one trick, and he would be like, whoa, Chris, the that's, that's bloody amazing.
2: It'd be amazing when you come out on the second episode, and you're still doing the same trick.
0: <laughs> and but then, then everybody... He
1: a little camera thing where he's like... David Bland style.
0: <laughs> every, every other person on that panel would be like, oh, okay, cool. And then Simon Cowell would still be sitting there just like, bloody fucking amazing. I don't know how he does it.
1: Get a Fushigi, Chris, seriously. Oh, you know? Stop messing around. Go on eBay right now and
0: get it. Get a Fushigi. I hope you no, know have how a-
1: good you become.
2: You'll never be as cool as Chris Angel
0: dude he's a mind freak i can't i can't outdo him yeah but he's like a professional so like you can't compare me to him sure i can oh my gosh that reminds me one of my favorite family guy jokes they're sitting there and peter's just starting to become a singer and then he has the dog there not brian but the other one the italian one when brian dies and he's like, yeah, you're a good singer, but are you as good as those guys at Macaroni Grill? And then Peter's just like, whoa, you can't compare me to them. They're professionals. <laughs> uh,
1: classic. Oh, old classic Macaroni Grill joke, am I right?
0: I fucking love Family Guy, dude. I'm going to start watching that again.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's Family Guy and South Park for the next six months.
1: Hoorah! All right, well, I, let's see. (laughs) Today, I watched uh, Sofia Coppola's directorial debut, uh, The Virgin Suicides, starring James Wood and Kirsten Dunst, and is about five sisters, all of whom are incredibly beautiful. Every guy that sees them falls in love with them. Um, And their parents are very strict religious people type of thing. We're like no dating before 16, you know, no boys over. They don't really have a lot of social life. Um, And essentially all the sisters are. And so the story is told from the point of view of these boys that lived across the street from them and their entire life. They've been obsessed with the sisters because all five of them committed suicide, commit suicide. And they don't, like, the sisters never say why they do it. They don't tell anybody what their motives are or anything. Like, the whole town is just left to speculate why they would kill themselves. And every every neighbor has an opinion. And the, the parents have their own thoughts of, like, why they, actually, they don't, they don't have a thought of why they did it. They don't understand why they could have happened. Because they, you know, they're like, you know, they had the perfect home life. I don't know why they would have done this. Um, but just it's like a really interesting kind of look at um, just kind of life in suburban America in white suburbia. Um, it's got a really cool, it's got a great opening credit, a <clears throat> uh, little title sequence that I liked quite a bit. Great fonts used in the in the film, Chris. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kirsten Dunst is really good in it. Like really, she's really good. Um, James Wood is the dad is quite good as well. Uh, I can't remember what the mother's name is. I never seen her before. She looked a lot like Sissy Spacek to me. Um, but she was good. She she was kind of like the like the just like the evil mother that makes you throw away all your fucking Kiss vinyls, Chris, because you mm. think it's making you go rebellious.
0: Oh, the amount of times my mom has made me throw away my Kiss vinyls.
1: Oh. No, not throw away. Burned.
0: Burn. Oh, even worse.
1: She, she had to burn her Kiss. And she had to plead with her mother to not burn the Aerosmith record.
0: Oh, that's sad.
1: Yeah. That's
2: the one that should be burned.
1: <laughs> but I like I like the version Suicides quite a bit. I like the story like I like the structure of it quite a bit. Um it's some of the aspects of it are kind of filmed in like this faux documentary style where it'll like sit down with like an adult version of some character and he'll be talking about the past and you know talking about the girls and there's also like a narrator that comes in that was supposed to be one of the children who's talking about um, what the girls were like and their like obsession with them and trying to figure out what their life was like because they weren't really social people. Um, it was really really quite good I would I would recommend it. Zach? I've been
2: meaning to watch it.
1: It's awesome. It's quite good. I did not realize it was based on a book. Well, now you know. But now I do know.
0: I just kind of assume that all movies are based on books these days.
1: Bad assumption.
2: Why would you assume that?
0: I don't know. (laughs) That's just a thought in my mind, you know.
2: Okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I just assumed it
2: child's play based on the book by
0: (laughs) honestly (laughs) don't insult my main (laughs) man gary
1: gary who gary Gary paulson Paulson,
0: writer Uh of hatchet hatchet and (laughs) brian and and the much underappreciated brian's winter
1: isn't
0: there three books in that oh probably You think I'd read three books?
1: Three books. (laughs) Also beyond a fourth grade reading level.
0: (laughs) Oh Oh,
2: man, that's still one of my favorite days of high school ever. (laughs) Of
1: course that book is for third grade (laughs) news.
0: Hey, I managed to sneak by for six years. That's all that matters.
1: (laughs) Did you switch to the Lord of the Rings after that?
0: No, I never read the Lord of the Rings.
1: You didn't base it off the movies, dum-dum?
0: That's actually not a bad idea. That's what I did. I remember sitting there with Miss Domino one day, and we were talking about The Notebook, because she was reading it, and I was like, have you seen the movie? She was like, yeah. And I was like, have you read the book before? She was like, yeah. And I was like, which do you like more? She's like, the book. And I'm like, you're crazy. You're crazy, man. That movie's so good. She's like, "Have you read the book?" And I was like, "No." She's like, "Then how would you know?" And I was like, "I just know." Okay. <laughs> I just, just know. I just know, Miss Domina. All right, get off my back. <laughs> yeah, I apologize for being so sassy, Miss Domina.
1: Because uh, I know she's listening. Definitely is listening. Zach, what hey, else Ms.
2: did you I'm going to do this book for my book report. It's called Hatchet. I love it. Chris, you can't do Hatchet. You're not nine years old anymore. Oh, come on. Fine, I guess I'll just do Lost on a Mountain in Maine.
0: Is that what I did?
2: I don't know. That's probably also a fourth grade reading level.
0: Well, I remember my grandmother gave me that book at some point in time in my life, so it could have been that year.
2: I'll do Touching Spirit Bear.
0: Oh, shit. <laughs> Read that book in third grade, too. Should have done that one. Zach, what else did you watch this week?
2: Um, Bless you. I watched Our Idiot Brother. Did you really? Yeah.
1: Quality over quantity.
2: This was just kind of on while I did something else.
1: Right, 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 right. Of course, was actually watching. It no, no, of course, no, no, of course, of course.
0: Make your excuses.
2: <laughs> hey, it's not an excuse. Um, I actually like this movie. Well, yeah, obviously, quality over quantity. It's pretty funny, I think. Like, I don't know. He sells weed to a cop. Like, that's hilarious.
1: I definitely like at the very end when they guys. He's like we should have a business where we make candles that used to be made from other candles. We could have a sign that's like, I used to be a candle. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he keeps going
2: with it. And he's like, and the sign would just say, trust me, I've been a few candles.
1: <laughs> mm,
2: shit. Oh, I love that he named the dog Willie Nelson. Like, that's funny. It's amazing. I like in the beginning like when he tells we to the cop, and the cop's like, you're, you're under arrest. And he like starts laughing. He's like, no, you're under arrest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Funny stuff.
1: Classic Paul Rudd.
2: It's just, it's a good, it deals with familiar relationships, and then everyone trying to put their problems on someone else. But really, they are the problem. The problem was there the whole time. Someone else just made them realize it.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Jinx, show me a coke. That old classic story.
1: Anything else to say for about our idiot brother?
2: <clears throat> uh, I forgot Catherine Hahn is in it, and she's very funny.
0: Who's Catherine Hahn? Oh, that's right.
2: Uh, is, she's. Is- She's she uh. Does
1: she play Steve Coogan's wife in the movie?
2: No, she plays uh. Uh, Steve Coogan's wife in the movie is Emily Mortimer. Okay. Which you might know from the Newsroom. Oh, that's right. That's newsroom.
1: right. Oh, yes, I do funny.
2: know. But uh, no, Catherine Hahn is the girl from Step Brothers. Yeah. The wife oh. of
1: Adam Scott. Oh is oh isn't that isn't
2: that his wife in the movie? Yeah, his girl like she like, throws him out.
1: That's right. That's right.
2: And, like, he, like, saves up a bunch of money to, like, rent their barn. And she, like, he, like, gets there and she's like, what are you doing here? like, well, he said I could rent the barn. And he's like, oh, shit, man, I'm so sorry. I totally forgot to ask her. <laughs> <laughs> some quality
1: it's, laughs out of that. That's
2: some classic comedy, Chris.
0: I haven't seen that movie in so long.
2: Same. Zoe Deschanel is in it. I forgot about that.
1: I don't like her. Why not? I don't know. She just bugs me as an actress. I think. I just like don't like any of the roles she, she's in.
0: Even a new girl.
1: Yeah, I'm not crazy. Like, she's okay in New Girl. It's tolerable. But like, I don't really like her in like any other movie. Like I don't really like her in Five Hundred Days of Summer.
0: I will say that I prefer
2: prefer Katy Perry. but
0: Oh man, I don't know how.
1: Katy Perry? What is that a reference to? They look exactly
2: the same.
0: They're like identical people.
2: Oh, I see. Okay. If I have to pick one, it's Katy Perry. Sure, sure.
1: Where where would we be without her music? So, I get it. The Stone Age. Hmm. Yeah. Chris, what else you got for us? What did you watch this week?
0: Um, I mostly just... Cats? Yeah, I mean, I didn't watch any other movies, but... Mm. I watched cake, More cooking shows? No, I watched a bunch of Adventure Time.
1: I don't want to hear about that. Tell me about it, Chris.
0: So you start off in this world, right? You're with this dog that's got magic powers, Jake, and then you're hanging out with this human, one of... The only humans left on the entire planet named Jake. His name, of course, Jake, carries around a sword. What do they do? Fight evil. Who's their best friend? A princess. (laughs) Princess Princess Bubblegum. (laughs) While we're at it, there's many more princesses.
2: And it's just about
0: the overall shenanigans these guys get into as they're going along throughout this show. But what I will say is that this is the only cartoon TV show that has ever gotten to a soft spot inside my heart. They do a really good job at getting serious. Oh boy, they that, you, you cry? I didn't cry, but I just shed some like, tears. No, I felt something though. like I was sitting there watching it happen like and it gets serious. and I'm like, Oh, you got a boner? Instantly. Oh. Like, like flaccid just rock hard as fast as possible. Oh hey, Zach, I didn't see you put your headphones on there. <laughs> <laughs> For anybody listening, I didn't actually get a boner watching Adventure Time.
1: For anybody who's listening, he does have a Bazinga poster. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. He doesn't have a Bazinga poster.
0: Oh, nobody's gonna believe you now. Oh uh, no. Jimmer Fredette
2: is his favorite basketball player of all time.
0: I will not stand for that statement. I will not insult Vince Carter like that.
2: Chris, <laughs> we used to play NBA Blacktop. You would always pick Jimmer Fredette first. Yeah, just dude, so he wasn't taken.
0: No. Oh gosh. No, I used to take a Metal Love World Peace
1: oh, Metal World Peace Great name <clears throat> Well the last thing I'll talk about then Because I haven't seen Toy Story 4 yet So I'm still going to save all the Toy Stories uh, I'll talk about I watched a movie From 2006 Chris mm-hmm. Stars Keanu Reeves it stars uh, Robert Downey Jr., oh, Winona. Winona Ryder, directed by Richard Linklater. It's okay. still the lake house. It is a lake house scanner darkly.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I watched a scanner darkly. Oh, shit. Been wanting to watch this movie for a long time now. Uh, and it finally just got put on Amazon Prime, so I watched watched it today actually. Um, and I like it. I like the sort of animation style that they've decided to do, where they've like gone over like cartoon, like made a cartoon essentially out of everything that they filmed. Um, it's kind of like a good way to capture Keanu Reeves' character losing his mind. From oh, I should say, for anybody who doesn't know what it's about, it's set in a not too distant future where the United States has lost the war on drugs and the most popular drug on the streets is known as substance D. And anybody who takes it is guaranteed to be essentially become addicted and then ultimately die from it because no one can get off of it. Um, And basically what it does is it just kind of causes you to lose touch with your reality. So Keanu Reeves plays an undercover narcotics agent who's trying to investigate like where the source of the substance D is coming from. And what's kind of cool is like in this world, the undercover narc- narcs wear what's called like a scrambler suit. So you put it on, and I think it's like it has like a million f- different fragments of a person. So like it's constantly changing. On your body. So like you never look like the same. Like you never look like any one person. You're scrambled. <clears throat> so even like the narcotics agents. Like don't know who each other are. So he gets an assignment to spy on this house. And guess what Chris. What? He, he lives at that house. Dang. So he's essentially being asked to spy on himself. And like as the movie goes on. It gets like trippier and trippier. Um, at one point, uh, Robert Downey Jr. becomes a cockroach, <clears throat> which is pretty cool. Um, the only downside I would say is the ending. It's kind of like this spends the whole time like making this really trippy movie that like not a lot's really explained, and you're kind of just watching it. And then at the movie, it kind of just tries to dump this exposition on you to kind of explain what was going on. <laughs> Um, whereas with Philip K. Dick's writing style, a lot of it, like literally from start to finish, it's confusing and he doesn't explain anything to you, but the pieces are all there for you to put together. Um, and this kind of just takes the pieces and puts them all together for you. And I'm not as, I don't think that's as fun as the way Philip K. Dick handled it, um, i think the ending is still the same like it still ends the same way but just the way philip k dick leaves it like you're kind of left like a little bit in the dark but you can kind of figure out what's going on if you think about it whereas this just straight spells it out for you which i wasn't crazy about like it's if if you're gonna do the whole trippy thing just leave it trippy take a little play out of david lynch's playbook you know what i'm saying
0: follow through
1: yeah, just go all just go all the way and just let people put it together afterwards. Like you don't think you don't got to hold people's hand through it.
0: End it with Keanu Reeves being on substance D and this is all just one giant trip of his.
1: That well that is the movie. It is just him on a big trip. Cuz like he starts to like see thi- or he'll like think he's with a person and come to find out it's like, "Oh wait, I'm with a different person." But then it switches back and he's like, "Wait, I have been with that person the whole time? What's going on?"
0: Huh. Oh. Man, That's crazy.
1: Very reminiscent of David Lynch, but if David Lynch were to explain himself
0: a little more, bit. More organized?
1: Yeah, exactly. Oh. But I'm glad I finally got a chance to watch it. can finally check that off the list. There you go. But if you like weird animation style, it's a very similar to Waking Life as well. <laughs> um, and almost sort of like um the vincent van gogh movie too
0: except that's cool except
1: except that was more animated to look like van gogh but it's kind of like the same idea
0: yeah that's interesting
1: yeah and i have nothing else i'm tapped so take it away zach that is it that's all you got too yep chris and nothing else
0: i already talked about adventure time
1: Well, shit, I guess that uh, brings it to the end of the show here. I don't think I have anything else to say. Uh, No, I'm going to save the Toy Stories for when I finally see the fourth one. Um, So I guess that kind of wraps it up here for this week. Um, We'll be taking next week off as I move into my new apartment and get settled. And then we will be back two Wednesdays from now, whatever date that is. The 10th, and we'll be reviewing Ari Aster's new film Midsummer. So, Jeff, you're definitely gonna want to stick around for that. You're gonna want to hear what Chris has to say about this new horror film.
0: Oh boy, buckle up!
1: Buckle up! Uh, thanks for downloading, thanks for listening. Mikey, you take care. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Thanks for listening.
0: Cash the you don't know. You better ask somebody. Big Gun's a crazy brother, and I'm a lady lover.